0: Enjoy the message. Today I'm excited uh, to share this word the Lord has placed on my heart uh, for all of us uh, here today. Uh, Lord willing, today would be this last message out of this series that I've called The Comeback. And today I want to talk to you on this last message here about how we can come back from unforgiveness. How we can come back from unforgiveness. Something that we all need to hear from the Word of God on. Uh, You all know I love and, and enjoy sports, and I've mentioned to you several times how I love boxing and have always enjoyed watching boxing. And one of my favorite boxers, obviously, is somebody you've all heard of, Muhammad Ali. You may not like him. He was kind of arrogant and outspoken and very bold, but he was a showman. And Muhammad Ali uh, was one of the greatest boxers of all time. I heard this story very recently about Muhammad Ali and how he was going to be traveling, and he boarded an airplane, and while on the airplane... Uh, the airline stewardess came up to Muhammad Ali and said, Sir, before we take off on this airplane, Mr. Ali, you're going to need to fasten your seatbelt. And uh, Muhammad Ali turned and replied back to the airline stewardess and said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And the airline stewardess replied back and she said, Yeah, and Superman don't need no airplane either. (laughs) And the truth is, no one that's gathered here today and, and no one that's watching online, no one is Superman and no one no woman is superwoman. We we all have these weaknesses that we encounter in our life. We all have these things that happen to us in our life that hurt us. And one thing that I have learned over uh my lifetime is the, the the majority of the pain and the hurt that we experience in our life the majority of it comes from the actions of other people can i get an amen, amen. it happens because of what other people do to us we've all been hurt uh we've all been uh wronged we we've, we've been some people have been abused some people have been betrayed some people have been abandoned in their life. Listen, you may have been hurt or wronged. You may have been hurt by a parent. It could have been a mom or a dad that hurt you or wronged you. It could have been a husband that hurt you, a wife that hurt you. It could have been a brother or sister in your family that hurt you. It could have been any family member that have caused pain in your life. It could have been a boss. It could have been a coworker. Hey, hey, it could have been a church member. It could have been a pastor. It could be anybody. And the truth is, listen to me, the truth is it's impossible to live life without getting hurt. It's just impossible. It's going to happen. And you know the reason why we're going to be hurt? You know the reason why we're going to be wronged? The reason why is because we uh, live in a broken world full of broken people. We live in a broken world full of broken people. And people are going to disappoint you, People are going to uh, hurt you. People are going to insult you. People are going to uh, offend you. Uh, People are going to shame you. People are going to embarrass you. People are going to guilt trip you. People are going to attack you. Listen, that is life, and it's going to happen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, it's going to happen, and guess what? If you're not dealing with it today, it could happen tomorrow. It's happened, and chances are it's going to happen again because we're Living in a broken world full of broken people. But here's the deal. Here is the deal. This is what it all comes down to. We, we have a choice to make. We have a choice to make when we face these setbacks that are caused by other people. We have a choice to make. You have a choice to hold on to the hurt and let that bitterness just begin to grow inside of you and begin to consume you. Or you can make the choice to forgive someone. Listen, if you're going to truly make a comeback from what other people have done in your life that have wronged you and hurt you, the only way you're going to be able to come back is through forgiveness. It's through forgiveness. Forgiveness is the key to being able to have a comeback. Forgiveness is a, is a beautiful word. It really is. It's a beautiful word. And forgiveness is beautiful when it's somebody else's comeback story. But forgiveness is not always beautiful when you're the one having to ask for forgiveness or you're the one having to offer forgiveness. We know that forgiveness is powerful, but it's not always easy to put in practice. Can I get an amen? It's not always easy for us to forgive what people have done to us in our life. And so I want to just take a few minutes to talk to you from what God's Word says and give you some keys so you can come back from unforgiveness and you can come back with forgiveness. Listen, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 18, verses 21 uh, through 35. I'm going to be preaching from Matthew 18, verses 21 through 35. Now, let me set this up before I read the actual Scripture. Let me set it up. Okay, Peter, uh, evidently Peter's got some questions about this thing called forgiveness. Don't you just love Peter? He's got these questions and he's bold and so he goes to Jesus and he's asking Jesus about forgiveness. And and evidently, I don't know the whole story there. We don't know from the Scriptures, but it could be that Peter was just dealing with somebody that made his blood boil. Now, don't look at nobody, but I'm sure we've all got people like that. We got people like that that we have encountered in her life and and evidently Peter had one of these people in his life that just made uh his blood boil but listen you got to love Peter you know the 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 Jewish custom then was uh they taught to they taught the Jews that you would forgive somebody three three times three times three times and after three times boom you're out I'm done with you And so Peter knows that, and then Peter comes to Jesus, and he's, you know, you got to love him. He's like, you know what? I know what the Jewish custom is, is three. uh, We offer forgiveness three times, but I'm saying, Lord, I'll do it seven times. I'm just that great of a Christian. I'll do it seven times. And he learns a quick lesson here from the Lord that forgiveness is unlimited. So let me read to you this story. In verse 21, it says, Then Peter came to Jesus, or came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Up to seven times, Peter says. And Jesus said to him, I I do not say to you uh, up to seven times, but I say up to 70 times seven. And for you mathematicians, that's what? 490 times. Listen, what Jesus was saying, don't put no number on the times you forgive anybody. It's unlimited forgiveness. And so it says here in verse uh, 23, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle the accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. 10,000 talents. Now let's compare that number to our currency and money today. That would be like millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, my brother, my, my children would say, it's like a gazillion dollars. In other words, you you can't calculate the amount of money this is. Uh, it's just a great debt that he owes. And then in verse twenty-five it says, "But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold." that the servant would be sold, his wife be sold, his children be sold, and all that he had, and that payment would be made. And the servant, he fell down before uh, the master, and he said, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And you got to love verse 27. It says, then the master of that servant was moved with compassion. Aren't you thankful we have a compassionate Lord? Amen. He was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But here's what. the, story takes a twist that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii which that would be like ten thousand dollars that's a lot of money but ten thousand dollars versus a kazillion is nothing in comparison one such a great sum and the other so small and he said to him he uh he said, listen, he uh, said, I went and laid hands on him. The guy put his hands around the man's throat and took him by the throat and said, pay me what you owe. So his uh, fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me, I'll pay you all. And he would not, but he went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and told their master all that had been done. Then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you begged me, should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. And then in verse 35, Jesus wraps it all up and he's getting ready to give it to Peter. And this is the lesson out of this parable. He's In verse 35, so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. In other words, Jesus is telling us that we need to offer forgiveness and it needs to come From the heart. It needs to come from the heart. Listen, there are some very valuable lessons, powerful lessons that we can learn from this parable here where Jesus and Peter have this conversation. And I want to share with you and just tell you uh, some things that I believe will help us. And I want to just tell you, one of the lessons that we can learn is, listen, if you refuse to forgive somebody, you're going to have some major setbacks in your life. If you decide today that somebody's hurt you and wronged you and you make the decision that I'm just going to refuse to forgive that person, I'm just telling you, you're setting yourself up for some major setbacks in your life. And I want you to also know that Forgiveness is a choice, and if you choose unforgiveness over forgiveness, the results are going to be destructive. I've seen it time and time again where people have just decided that they're going to refuse to forgive, and they're going to choose unforgiveness, and what you see happen is just a life of destruction That takes place. And God forbid that happened to anyone here. But it does bring destruction. It does bring setbacks. And let me just show you a few of those setbacks that happened that we can pull from the story. The very first thing that unforgiveness does is it disgraces our king. It disgraces our king. This king was disgraced. The Bible says that he he had uh, compassion and he had pity on this man and he forgave him of a huge debt. He forgave this man of a huge debt and then this fellow servant who was just freed, I mean if I was him I'd have been running around shouting man thanking God that he had just freed me from this huge debt and he turns around to his fellow servant and you think he would have done the same thing to him but instead he ends up throwing him in prison. He ends up uh, not forgiving this man for his debt and that the Bible says that the king was angered. He was angered. It disgraced our king, friend. And listen to me. Uh, when you refuse to forgive somebody, it brings disgrace on our king. Now, a lot of you can relate to what I'm about to say right now because you've been through seasons where you've had kids in the house. and and uh, But I know for me personally as a parent... There's no greater feeling in the world that when you have a home with kids in it and right now I got a 17 year old and a 12 year old and praise God they get along really good now but there were some days when they were growing up and smaller where they were throwing toys at each other fighting each other, hollering at each other. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, but there's nothing greater in the world as a parent, as a father, when your house is all in peace and there's no fighting and there's no fussing and they're loving on one another, they're respecting one another and they're honoring one another. But all of a sudden when the, when the switch is flipped and all of a sudden they seem to just go crazy and, and uh, mayhem breaks out in the house and fighting and fussing, it breaks your heart. It breaks your heart to see the way some families treat each other. It's a disgrace, really, the way some families treat each other. And so imagine how disgraced King Jesus must be when he sees brothers and sisters tearing one another apart. Imagine how disgraced King Jesus must be when he sees brothers and sisters in Christ walking around with resentment and bitterness in their heart, uh, refusing to forgive someone else. Imagine how disgraced King Jesus must be when we refuse to let go of the grudges and we refuse to offer forgiveness. I'm just telling you, friend, unforgiveness brings disgrace to our king. Unforgiveness also discourages the church there's no greater way to hurt a church and hurt a ministry than somebody that 's involved in it walking around with an unforgiven heart. Listen out of all of god 's people, listen, this man had just been forgiven a great debt. I mean he he should have been just rejoicing and praising the Lord and be willing to offer forgiveness everywhere he went. Listen, that reminds us out of all the people that are on this planet, followers of Christ should be the ones that are willing to extend forgiveness because of the great sin debt that's been paid over our life. We should be willing to forgive anybody for what they've done in our life. I know here the The Bible tells us in this story that the king said, listen, I I just showed compassion on you, and I felt like you were going to go out, and, and why didn't you do the same thing? In other words, why didn't you model my behavior? And friend, that's what Jesus wants from us. He wants us to model our behavior after him. He wants us to forgive like he forgives, and this man refused to do it. Listen. If you have a heart this morning to want to be like Jesus, and I hope and pray you do, then you'll walk and you'll walk ready to forgive and to freely offer forgiveness. And listen, Jesus is our greatest example. Jesus is our greatest example. Even while he was hanging on the cross, you remember, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus is our greatest example of forgiveness. So unforgiveness disgraces our king. Unforgiveness discourages the church, and unforgiveness delights the devil. Listen to me. The devil loves it. He loves it when you're holding on. He loves it when you justify those reasons for you to hold on to that hurt. He loves it when you justify holding on to that bitterness in your life. He delights when you are in unforgiveness. He delights when you're in bitterness because it brings torment in your life. The Bible says that they were handed over to the torturers. Some translations said uh, they were were going through torment. You know, when you study that word torment in the Bible, in the original language, it means that word torment. They were thrown and and tortured. They went through torment. You know what that word means? It means really three things. It means a painful takedown. It means a very painful takedown. It also means a chokehold. It means just like this guy did here when he saw his fellow servant. He grabbed him around the throat. Any volunteers this morning? He grabbed him around the throat, and the other thing it means is hitting the bottom. It means hitting the very bottom, and when I hear those three definitions, a painful takedown, a chokehold, and hitting the bottom, I automatically think of WWE wrestling, hallelujah. It's real now, it's real. But I can just see one of those guys right now grabbing the guy there and just grabbing him around the throat and begin to choke him and and hold him up in the air and then finally just, just take him down in a painful way grabbing him by the throat and holding him up in the air and cutting off the air supply to him and slamming him down, taking him down in a painful way. And friend, listen to me. That's exactly what bitterness and unforgiveness will do to you. It'll grab you around the throat. It'll cut off the move of God in your life. It'll slam you down to the ground and it'll leave you in a painful, painful place. That's exactly what bitterness and unforgiveness will do. I've... Researched a few things and just some of the quotes that people have said about unforgiveness. And we noted unforgiveness, one writer wrote here, it's like drinking acid and letting it eat away from the inside out. One writer said, holding on to grudges is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Listen, you are torturing yourself when you are not willing to forgive and when you're walking in bitterness, you're torturing yourself. Listen, you're torturing yourself physically. I've seen people just lose it physically. You torture yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You are torturing yourself. And there's so many people that are walking around in torture today. Bitterness and unforgiveness have, have them on the chokehold. And, and now there's no move of God in their life. That supply of what God was wanting to do has been removed out of, because now they're walking in bitterness. And that delights the devil. That delights the devil when he can cut off that, that connection between you and God. Did you know in your Bible that the Bible tells you That when you decide to choose to walk in unforgiveness and bitterness, that you open up the door for demonic activity in your life? Did you know that? Let me read to you what Ephesians chapter 4 Paul said this In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're angry, while you're still angry. And listen to this last part and do not give the devil a foothold. I'm going to read it again. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down uh, while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Some translations say, uh, don't give the devil an opportunity. Listen, anger and hate and rage and being spiteful and being bitter and having unforgiveness, those are the places that the devil works in. I call it the devil's playground. And that's why the devil delights when you walk in that unforgiveness and bitterness because when you do, you're on his turf then. When you choose to walk in anger, when you choose to walk in hate, when you choose to walk in bitterness, what you're doing is you're playing on the devil's playground and that's a very dangerous place to be. Jesus told Peter, he said, listen, you look in these scriptures here and he's reminding him. That unforgiveness is a very dangerous and dark place and it's a place that you'll end up that will torture you the rest of your life. There's no telling how many people I've met with that, that they've gone through these seasons of torture because they've decided to walk around with bitterness and decided to walk around with unforgiveness. Friend, I'm just telling you that unforgiveness can have some very destructive setbacks in your life. But the good news is this is what Jesus said to Peter. He says, if you'll decide to come back, here's what's going to happen. If you decide to come back with forgiveness, this is what's going to happen. First, forgiveness is going to show God's grace. Forgiveness is going to show God's grace. Listen, we should forgive because God, out of his amazing grace, he's forgiven us. Aren't you thankful today that you're forgiven? And it's all because of God's amazing grace. Ephesians 2 says this for it is by grace it's by grace it's by God's grace that you have been saved not and it's through faith not from yourselves but it's a gift from God and it's not by work so no man can boast you are forgiven today because of the grace of God and God wants us to show that same forgiveness and that same grace to those in our life this king in this story Man he showed amazing grace to the servant. This servant owed him millions of dollars. It was a debt he could not pay. But it was because out of God's grace that he didn't sell the man, he didn't he didn't require the wife to be sold, he didn't require the children to be sold. And this this man began to beg and plead, "Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me." And the king was moved. He was moved in his heart with compassion, and he showed this servant great grace. By forgiving him a very massive debt in his life. And I say this morning, praise God that we serve a very gracious and forgiving God. Aren't you thankful for that today? Can you say thank you, Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, out of God's grace, out of God's amazing grace, he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so our sin debt could be paid. We can uh, extend forgiveness because Jesus has forgiven us. I want to tell you something this morning. I want you to realize something. Do you know today that our sins cost Jesus his life? Our sins cost Jesus his life. The the, the pastor's sins cost Jesus his life. Your sins, your sins, your sins, your sins, your sins. Your sins cost Jesus his life. Our sins uh, are what crucified Jesus. It was a debt that we could not pay. But out of God's grace, he sent his son Jesus to to take our place and to pay that ultimate price so we could escape a real hell and we could escape a real torment that would last forever. Aren't you thankful today for the grace of God through Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Listen to me. It's by grace that you're saved and forgiven. Please hear me on this. You, You cannot earn it you, you, you cannot work for it. You cannot merit enough favor with God to receive it. You don't deserve it. It's all because of the grace of God that you're saved today. He's the only one that could forgive such a debt that he would send his son Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. He was the perfect sacrifice. in our forgiveness... Our forgiveness toward others should flow from that forgiveness that God has extended to us. And the Bible commands us to forgive. How many of you want to obey God? How many of you want to obey God? Well, the Bible commands us to forgive. Listen to what Paul said in Ephesians 4.32. There's three things here you see, really. He says, listen, be kind, be. That means that you're always doing this. Be kind, be kind, be kind to one another. Be kind. Be compassionate to one another. Forgiven each other in other words be forgiven just as in Christ God forgave you so God is commanding us to walk in forgiveness we have to make the choice that we're going to show God's grace and here's the second thing that happens when you come back with forgiveness it sets people free it sets people free forgiveness sets people free whenever you decide to forgive someone who has hurt you you're freeing somebody from prison and you know who that person is that person is you It's all about you uh, finding freedom because you've decided to let go. Listen, I was thinking about this last night. You're setting people free. You're setting yourself free. You're setting other people free. I don't know that I've met anybody, and I know some people that have been in jail and they're out of jail now, and I don't know anybody say, you know what? Jail was awesome. I cannot wait to get back to jail. I, I got some friends, they've been in prison and they got out of prison and then and, and, and I never heard them say, you know what, prison, I learned to draw in prison and it was such an awesome time. I think I'm going to get my whole family and we're all going to go to prison now. <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense is what I'm trying to say to you. I, I've never met anybody who said, you know what, I have woke up today and I feel great. These grudges just make me feel wonderful. I, I, you know what, I'm going to go around today and I'm going to look for some more grudges because they just make me feel great. Never, never met anybody like that. I've never met anybody welcome. and said, man, today is a glorious day. I feel so great. All this bitterness inside of me. I'm going to go around today, and I'm going to look to be bitter some more. Listen, that's really what you're saying when you decide to hold on to those things. And the, and the forgiveness is what sets you free from feeling that way. And, and listen, you've got to let go. It's time for some of you to let go so you can be free. And you can begin to grow in your walk with the Lord. It's time to set yourself free, and it's time to set other people free. I don't want you to mistake here and think that I'm trying to minimize what some of you have been through. I know a lot of you have been hurt in a lot of different ways, a lot of painful ways. But when you you set that person free, you're not excusing their behavior. You're not saying what they did was right, but you are saying that I'm willing to release them. Because when you say I'm willing to release them, you're releasing yourself. And that way you can start walking again in God's grace, in God's mercy, in God's love, and in God's peace. And how many of you want to walk in that territory instead of the devil's territory? And I know what many of you are thinking right now. Pastor, I really want to show grace. I really want to show grace. And believe me, I want to be free from this torment. I'm tired of waking up every day. And I'm tired every time I see that person that my blood boils. I'm tired of feeling this way every time we we cross paths or I'm ready to be free. I'm ready to give grace. But for some reason, I'm just having a hard time. Do you you understand what they've done to me? I still have this hate in my heart. How can I stop with this fake forgiveness and truly do what Jesus said do and truly forgive from the heart? Because there is a such thing I believe as fake forgiveness. And fake forgiveness is when you just say it with your lips, but there's still hate in your heart for that person. Jesus said true forgiveness, true forgiveness is going to come from the heart. So how do I forgive somebody from the heart? How do I set myself free and forgive somebody from the heart? Just for the next few minutes, I'm going to give you the keys to how and why, and then we're going to pray. How can I forgive somebody from the heart? The very first thing, listen to me, the very first thing is you need to remember that God loves that person as much as he loves you. Let me say it again, newsflash. God loves that person as much as he loves you. Really? Yes, really? Really? Really, God loves that person as much as he loves you. I, I'm not saying God loves the behavior, not that God loves the action that was done against you, but I know that God loves that person as much as he loves you because the Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God says that he loves the whoever's. Aren't you thankful today that God loves the whoever's? The difficult people, God loves them. The hurtful people, God loves them. The destructive people, God loves them. The painful people, God loves them. He loves them. And we need to remember that if we're going to truly forgive somebody from the heart, we have to remember that God loves them as much as he loves us. And that love and that reminder should soften our hearts to be, you know what? I had a great sin debt. And now God's asking me to forgive. I got to be willing to forgive because God loves this person as much as he loves me. Here's the second thing you need to remember. Remember that we're not the judge. Man, this guy here that was forgiven such a great debt, you think that he would have went out there and said, you know what, I'm going to extend the same forgiveness, but he blowed it big time. We could pick on this guy all day long. He blowed it big time. You know why? Because we don't know what we're doing. We, we, we're not, we, we don't need to be judged because we're not perfect and, and we always mess things up. But you know who is righteous and you know who is perfect? That's our judge, the Lord God himself. That's who we need to put our problems and put them into his hands and our situations into his hands. Listen, God... He's perfect in all of his ways. He knows how to settle all the accounts. And that's why, listen, we need to stop playing judge and we need to stop trying to get revenge and retaliate on on people. And we just need to give it to God because he's the righteous judge. The Bible says in Romans 12, 19, do not take revenge, my friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, says the Lord. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. All we need to do, friend, is just remember we're not to judge. God is and He's going to make it right one day. Hallelujah. He's going to make it right. So let the Lord handle it. And then the final thing that we need to do here, if we're going to forgive from the heart, and this is the big one, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Pray for those that have hurt you. Pray for those that have hurt you. What, I didn't hear you, right? You're breaking up online. What would you say? Pray. Pray for those who have hurt you. Did, did you say pray for them? Yes. Okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for them right now. Father, I, I, I'm praying for this person right now. I, I hope they're alone and could hear from you, and I pray that aliens will abduct them and take them off this earth, out of my path, that I will never see them again. That, that, that's not the prayer you pray. That, that, no, 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 that's not the prayer. Okay, let me try again. I'm going to be better. Lord, I pray for this individual that they'll just be set on fire. Lord, there'll be a consuming fire come out of heaven and just destroy them right now. No, 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 that's not. That's not the prayer that you pray. True forgiveness, true forgiveness comes from a heart that's willing to pray. If you want to know that you have truly forgive somebody if you want to know that you're walking in forgiveness one of the signs is that you'll be able to pray for them you'll be able to pray for them and that's what Jesus said in Matthew 5 44 he says I say to you love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to those who hate you why did you put that there do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you that's what Jesus said for us to do You want to make a comeback in your life from what somebody's done against you? Friend, begin to pray for them. Begin to pray that God will offer grace and and mercy into their life. Begin to pray that that the hate will go away. Begin to pray that God would bless them. Pray God would uh, help you to be kind to them. Pray that God will help you be good to them. Listen, when you refuse to pray, it's a sign of fake forgiveness in your life. We have to be willing to pray from the heart and that's what the Lord said do. Sister, if you can come and help me. Listen, I know that many of you here today have gone through some devastating and painful seasons in your life. Some, Some of you have been attacked. You've been insulted. You've been through abuse. You've been betrayed. Some of you have had people come in and do some violent things in your life some of you have dealt with murder things that have brought pain into your life and into the life of your family I'll be transparent with you right now I've been on both sides of that ordeal both sides I've been on the side where where, where we were the ones that dealt the painful blow to people and I've also been on the side where we were the ones that received the painful blow from people and guess what? It's not fun on either side. It's not fun on either side. It's painful. But listen to me. Please hear me right now. But here's the, the only answer is when you've dealt with the pain on either side, the only answer is forgiveness. And Jesus is telling Peter, listen, it's unlimited, and this is the only way, Peter, that you're going to go forward in your walk with me is that you offer forgiveness. I know it hurt on both sides, but you have to be willing to forgive. And I know a lot of you are hurting right now, and some of you have gone through some things, and you say, you know what, you're asking too much out of me. Do you, do you know what they've done? Do you know the pain that they caused me? The years, the years, the years that I've dealt with this, this grudge, the anger, the rage because of what they did to me? Do, do you realize how they just walked away and left me right there by myself to handle everything and now I'm all alone? Do you understand what I'm going through? And you're asking me to forgive? No, I'm not asking you to forgive. I'm asking you to let God work through you. Because with men it's impossible, but God, it's all things are possible. God can help you. God can help you. Listen, God can help you. He can, he's the one that can help you forgive. He's the only one that can work through you. Story about this lady named Corey Ten Boom. She was a lady and her family helped rescue Jews from the Nazi concentration camps. She was really, I think, out of her family, the only one that survived. And the rest of them were murdered in those camps. And she was brutally uh, violated in a lot of different ways. And as she escaped and life went on, uh, she was given uh, a speech one day on, on this very subject, forgiveness, forgiveness. And while she's speaking on forgiveness, at the very end of the seminar, a man approaches her and she recognizes his face as one of the ones who attacked her and her family while she was in those Nazi camps. But he looked different this time because he had asked for forgiveness and he was now a follower of Jesus Christ. And he reached his hand out to Corey Ten Boom and he just said, I need you to please forgive me for what I've done to your family and to all those people. And I'm asking you to forgive me. And she said, she stood there and she looked at his hand and she said, God, I have got to be able to forgive this man. And she prayed and she reached out her hand and grabbed his and said, I forgive you. And she said when she grabbed his hand, she felt the liquid love of God just flow through her veins. And it reminded her that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient. Friend, listen to me. You, you cannot do it on your own. But God working through, you can. And you can forgive. And you can move forward. And you can be set free. So you can walk in the love and the mercy and the grace of God. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Nobody looking around. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Some of you are here this morning and you've heard this thing about forgiveness and and you need to offer forgiveness, but you're not able to do it because you have never experienced forgiveness yourself through Jesus Christ. I don't know who you are, but God knows who you are, and listen, He's speaking to you right now, and He's just telling you the only way you'll ever be able to walk in that forgiveness is to accept what He's done in your life. So right there where you are, you can just tell the Lord, you know what, God? I'm, I'm, I'm calling on you today. I'm calling on you today. I admit to you my sin, and I, I'm aware that I can do nothing. I can't earn it. I can't work for it. I don't deserve it, and I acknowledge that Christ paid it all. Christ is the King in this story. He's the one that forgives us of such a huge amount of debt our sin debt and he's the only one that can and i plead today like this man and i beg for mercy today that i will not end up tormented the rest of my life i will not end up in an everlasting hell but lord i confess today i admit right now i accept you jesus as my lord and as my savior Jesus, I know you died on the cross. You took my place. It was was me, God. It was my sins that put you on the cross. It was my sins that caused the punishment, the suffering, the pain in your body and in your life. And today, I just accept you right now, the work of the cross and the empty grave through your resurrection. And I need you to forgive me of my sins right there. Right here where I'm at right now. Come on, friend. If you're watching online, if you're gathered here in person today, this is, this is getting right with Jesus. Come on. You get right with him right now. And just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And today I'm making a decision to surrender my life to you, Jesus. Today and every day going forward, I accept you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Listen. If you're watching online and you made that decision today to accept the forgiveness of God for your life so you can offer forgiveness, you can just type in right there. I I surrendered to God today. I surrendered my life to Jesus today. Go ahead. And if you're here today and you made that decision to uh, accept Christ into your life, maybe for the first time or maybe you rededicated your life, I I wish you would lift your hand and let me know that that's the case for you and that's what you've done or, or at least come and talk to me so I can pray for you and encourage you and give you some things to help you in your walk with God because... Right now, friend, listen, stop playing the games with God and get right with Him. Do you hear me? Please hear me. Get get yourself right with the Lord. Ask for forgiveness. Put your faith in Him. And listen, if there's people that you need to go and make amends to and you need to go offer forgiveness or ask for forgiveness, I'm just asking you today, friend, pray about it. Seek the Lord about it. And get things right so you're not walking in torment the rest of your life. And that you can be set free. I feel like right now that the Lord's putting names on people's hearts right now of people that, that, that are, you've been uh, in conflict with or maybe they've caused pain in your life, listen, be willing today, be willing today to remember that God loves them as much as he loves you. Be willing today to remember you're not the judge, I'm not the judge, and let's remember today that we gotta pray for them. So I'm gonna ask everyone right now just to think about what's going on and what you've been through, and maybe if that person's on your heart, let's pray for them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, we pray for those, God, that have created and caused pain in our lives and. and who have caused brokenness in our lives, who've caused us to suffer in life. We pray right now. I pray for them, Lord. I pray for their eyes to be open. I pray for their heart. I pray for their salvation. I pray right now, God, you'll be good to them. I pray, God, that you would bless them. I pray, God, that goodness and mercy would follow them all the days of their life. I pray, God, that you would be a helper to them, God. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, deliver them, Lord. Meet every need over their life, God. I pray right now, Lord, Lord, even though I still hurt, even though I'm still hurting, God, I'm praying for them, God. I'm praying for them, Lord, that you would just work in their life in a powerful way, Lord. And friend, when you pray like that, God's going to begin to move in your life and give you freedom. And Lord, so we thank you. We thank you for that freedom that we have today that comes through the power of forgiveness. And We give you all the glory.